0: Hello and welcome to another chomping after dark uh shay layton is on another quest so naturally i am rich meister joined by joshua fowler for a probably i would say josh different feeling version of this podcast for the game we've chosen yeah i think it has to be just by the nature of what it is we're here to talk about uh moon remix a jrpg adventure um so just to kind of give everybody the scoop on what this game is because i feel like there's been maybe less buzz than i expected about this but still a fair amount um moon is a game i have thought about a lot over the years uh that i have finally gotten the chance to play now because this game originally came out for the playstation one in 1997 it was weirdly plugged all over E3, and then they decided not to release it outside of Japan. And it kind of gained this infamous reputation as an anti-RPG of, like, this deconstruction of what a a Japanese role-playing game was. A, a lot of games like Undertale sort of take some inspiration from the stuff Moon did. Um, And Josh and I both played this new Switch port that has come out. So we did want to do a Chomping After Dark to talk about the kind of loose plot, uh, which I will run us through in a minute, and then really focus on the the vignettes or the character stories that happen in this game. Um, so I, I can get us right into the story unless you have anything at the top you want to add, Josh?
1: No, no I don't think so. I'm trying to think of any...
2: No, no. Think. Hit
0: the story. Go All right, ahead let's do this. Okay, so, Moon begins with your protagonist, a young boy. He's playing a new role-playing game uh, called Moon that will later, in context of this game, become to known as Fake Moon uh, on his game station console. Uh, and essentially, for about the first 15 to 20 minutes of this game, you are controlling the hero of Fake Moon uh, in a game within a game. Where you kind of they go through loading save files and go through a very Dragon Quest esque um like atypical RPG. You, you do an airship sequence, you you walk through a town and search through people's belongings, you uh you fight the endgame boss, and uh it, it it's basically a it seems like a parody of a Dragon Quest or Final Fantasy game, uh, back in the sixteen bit era of things. They even give you, like, a whole convoluted JRPG story that the protagonist then skips over all the dialogue. Uh, So there's really no time to read it. Uh, Yeah, so you have no time to read that. So the plot of Fake Moon is Queen Aphrodite has been abducted and taken to the moon. Uh, The perpetrator is a dragon, and he just wreaks havoc on the people of uh, with with his dragon's might. And the people send a hero to destroy the dragon at his castle on the moon. Uh, so after you go through all this, it kind of pulls back and shows you the kid again. He gets told it's time to go to bed right as he's about to beat the boss. And, uh, he does. He goes He goes to sleep because that's what you do when you're a kid. You listen to your parents and you get some fucking rest. hmm. Um, and then he ends up waking up, um,. He gets sucked into the game when it turns on back, and you end up in Moon proper, which is sort of more of a stylized version of uh, fake Moon. It's a similar world, but all the characters look a little bit more extreme. It's the character designer from uh, Mario RPG, so that could sort of give you an idea of how these characters look. Really good look, even now, to it. Yeah. Um. And from there, you know, he takes on what he has to do, which is, uh, cosplaying as some poor old woman's dead grandson. Uh, you get to be floating, like, Rayman-looking clothes, which is fun. And it is your job to explore Love Guard, uh, where a dragon has swallowed the moonlight. Um, so, <laughs> this woman takes you in, uh, it's your job to rest through her house. But the boy goes on a journey, not to slay villains and dragons, but to spread love. Uh, So unlike your atypical RPG, you don't find yourself slaying monsters. You find yourself returning the souls of dead monsters to their bodies and just performing nice tasks for everyone throughout the world of Love to Guard to uh, spread the love and raise your love level. And basically the climax of the game ends with you getting out of this town and you want to build a rocket to go to the moon and, you know, find this dragon and bring love back to the world of Love to Guard. And, uh... I mean, that's basically the plot in a nutshell. It's not an atypical RPG. But the things that are really cool about Moon are its characters and the things, the people you meet and the weird shit that happens along the way. So, like, that's what I wanted the crux of this After Dark to be is for us to just talk about those and, like, some of the more memorable ones. And I think I'm going to start with one I would not shut up about. And that, Josh, is the bread man. (laughs) Oh, my God. The bread man.
2: Is one of
1: the best characters in any game. Um,
0: I feel bad for him. His life is hard.
1: How do I even explain this? With it, it's it's going to be insane. There's no way to not. Anyway, um, kind of go into some of a little bit of the mechanics, just to kind of understand how how the game even works. works There, a Um, lot of it's about scheduling. Yeah, it's 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 very similar to Majora's Mask, where everyone in the world has their own schedule and they're just doing things whether you're interacting with
0: them or not. And this is a full seven-day week, unlike Majora's Mask. It is not yes. a, a three-day ro- rotation. It's a full seven-day week. And there's like a
1: couple hours in this week after the one day a week that the uh, the bread man gets himself proper pissed and forgets to lock his door back at his house once he stumbles that, home.
0: You, you follow him to the bar uh, I believe on Friday night.
1: hmm And uh, it turns out that this baker, the the breadman that you've been uh, come come to know and love in the town is not just a breadman. He's a breadman. a
0: literal breadman.
1: <laughs> whose head is a loaf of bread that becomes sentient and dies every day and he's selling the old him,
0: which is why day. uh they actually point out i think because i think it is friday night he's at the bar and the, the bartender character says at one point, you know, the beer always tastes of booze on Saturday. You're not or like... The, oh, the bread? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're like, you're not, like, you know, making it drunk. But as it turns out, it's because he's getting wasted. It's because the bread Friday, is drunk. You know <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and that was the probably the first one of those where I finished I was like, what the fuck is this
1: game? <laughs> <laughs> it's so good because it's not just the reveal, like... Oh my God! Soylent Green is people. It's that in that you find this out by you know meeting the breadman as he's dying, as he's as he's and he
0: begs you to keep his
1: secret. <laughs> yeah, but also you you see his just existential just dilemma like this how how he even copes how he how he lives his life through all this and it's a really personal thing it's not just like a shocking oh my god look at this it's it, you still end up caring about him through through yeah. through all of it which is And
0: I still went to see that baker and I still bought his bread. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, it's really really cool. Um and all the characters in the game are like this. They all have their own stuff going on. Uh, one of the castle guards is an aspiring. I didn't get to this one is a is, is an aspiring musician, an aspiring singer, who idolizes Freddie Mercury and has posters of all the different Queen albums and 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 Freddie live on stage. Um, and the other one is a divorced dad who is trying to you know earn the love and respect of his son now that he's. By making mostly a out model of, his life. Plane. yeah but yeah, by by trying to trying his best to just be you know the cool dad who makes model planes and is just yeah and and every character in the game is like that, um and it it's not just like, oh, here, here's my thing it's it's you have to take the time to learn their schedule to to talk to them when they have time to talk,
0: exactly. Um, Like that that one you mentioned, the guard, uh, who has the whole queen bit. There's one night a week where the other guard, the the, the single father, um, goes to the bar. And on the night he goes to the bar, (laughs) the other guard sneaks out of the guard's quarters and goes to the throne room where he puts on a dance routine uh, where he's dressed as Freddie Mercury. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, because he's still a little shy about it and whatnot. So whenever the other guard's there, he's just, you know... Doesn't want to cause a fuss. Exactly. But, um, yeah. But he's pretty good. I'll say that much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I loved finding those things. It was one of those things where I you end up following somebody around for like a whole week. Like, you, to what does this guy get, get up to? And yeah. And it, it's it's really neat doing that. Uh, and you end up learning all these interesting things about the world. Um, what the, what the different characters get up to.
0: Yeah, like the the bartender, uh, this woman who, if you talk to her, she'll tell you all about her youth and how she was engaged to her betrothed and she lost the ring near the bakery. And she mentions that like the ring used to glint in, in the first morning's light. So you need to go to the bakery like first thing in the morning and you could see the ring shining on the ground and find it and bring it back to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could follow uh your your grandma's dog through the woods uh the grandma story actually is a a really good one yeah that's uh, um when you first show up in this world you're
1: you're essentially a ghost like because you're not from the world you're just like the spirit that nobody can
0: you can interact with stuff but you're not like necessarily corporeal i guess yeah
1: like nobody can see you like they can see you messing with stuff so you're kind of you're poltergeisty kind of uh which oddly enough they I I think they were going for Poltergeist because in one of the endings they, like, specifically reference that.
0: Um, Timing-wise, that makes sense, too, for when this game was made.
1: Yeah. Um, But anyway, until... Like, everybody kind of mentions, like, oh, there's weird rustling in the wind and and whatnot. They can kind of tell you're there, but not enough uh, until you meet this old lady whose um, grandson has died there's there's even more going on there that's super super hidden that takes forever, like basically doing every single side quest and figuring out what's going on with the whole yeah, world I to... haven't
0: even unveiled all of that stuff, but I, I i intend to still kind of plug away at that as yeah and see if I can't find that out
1: um but anyway her her grandson died in an accident um not long before you came there, and anyways because you're this spirit, she assumes that you're her grandson and you never correct her and end up wearing her grandson's clothes, which is why you kind of walk around as, you know, Raymond looking, you know, gloves and a jacket and shoes that are all not attached to each other looking thing for the rest of the yeah. game after that. Um,
2: it's. And, and I'll also
1: Every day when you go to talk to her, she's made you cookies.
0: The cookies are handy too because the yeah. way this scheduling works, you, you want to stay up in in a, in a moon, and food helps you to do so.
1: Mm-hmm. Sometimes
0: the, those snacks come in handy.
1: Yeah, especially early on in the game, you just every morning you have to say hi to to grandma before you head out and and do all this all this stuff, and it's it's like really really nice, really thoughtful that you know she's finally got her grandson back and she's baking cookies for you every day um
0: <sighs> and, yeah she, she's given sort of a second arc when you when you move out when you get your own place mm-hmm. which I'll touch upon briefly one of my favorite characters is the guy who gives you your house um has moved out of his place because his dream in life is to be a signpost so oh he, well that's he,
1: that's actually it's two different things it's, there's two characters and one of them lives outside from yeah. that house though from right? the house and one of them wants to be a signpost so he lives right outside of your house tied to a pole give you directions yes. just tied to a post and the other one wants to be a treasure hunter so he can't be tied down with some guy who wants to be a signpost, a signpost all his life yeah um so they have they have to you know they can't they can't stay there in this house anymore they just, they're too incompatible so one of them Wanders off to go become a treasure hunter, and the other one lives outside your house, tied to a post for the rest of the game, <laughs> in case
0: you ever need directions. Mm-hmm. Um, like fair note of like weird characterization of everything. Uh, like one of the early puzzles involves you getting out of the starting area, and there's a rock in your way. Uh, and to move the rock, you just stare at it until it becomes uncomfortable and moves. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a rock that just socially awkward. Um, and it's it's one of those puzzles that like it's ridiculous it's really charming but the the reason it works is because you have such limited time at the beginning you you kind of have to go do a few other puzzles before you even have enough time to to just sit there stand still yeah and and wait for the rock to move um yeah oh my goodness like it's it's that all over the place just these little little vignettes um there is a um outside of outside of town there's like a little housing area where a couple families have have set up shop and one of them is like an overly stereotypical american family like based on sitcoms type you know like 50s sitcoms things with the the little girl and the mother and the father um and then next door to them is a cranky old japanese man who is constantly angry about how much noise the americans are making
0: which hey we get it we're loud
1: yeah no i I understand they're Um, probably
0: up all night shooting their guns into the air
1: mm -hmm, exactly just so loud such such loud people um but like you you get to know each of them individually they've got their own thing going on um or i mean you don't have to a lot of these are optional. Um,
0: the more of this you do, though, the easier it is to get the, the more limited main plot done, because mm-hmm. it, doing this ranks up your love, which in turn makes it so you can stay awake longer, which is the, the main point is you need to be up to be doing things. There's, um, Well, we haven't talked about Yoshida at all, have we? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's one of the literally first characters you meet is a bird named Yoshida. Yeah, who a just bird kinda... with arms. Yes. He's got wings and arms. He's, he's he's a hell of a guy. He hangs out in the town village square all day. He lives in a cage near the bar. Um and uh one of the main points to move the plot along that eluded Josh for quite a while is you need to show uh Yoshida a business card.
1: Yes. Yeah, you get whenever you first start the game and introduce yourself to the king, he's like, Oh man, I, I understand you're new, you're not from here. You, you you need to learn our customs. Here's here's my business card. You need to present this whenever you you know are,
3: you you meet uh, someone. Yeah. Whenever you
1: meet somebody, and then you can use those business cards. Um, I, I mentioned this on the main show forever ago, but like the main mechanic is asking people about stuff. It's, it's very, very kinda,
0: adventure gamey.
1: Yeah, very adventure gamey, and you can ask them about other people by showing them their showing them business card. card. The one the one thing that I had an issue with, because it's, it doesn't seem like it's an obvious story critical thing, is that the king wrote something on the back of your business card, or of his business card, when he gives it to you, because he's... But he, Yoshida needs to point that out to you. Yeah, but you don't notice it until you show it to Yoshida, and he's like, hey man, there's, there's something on the back of this business card here, um, which I just... Not the greatest puzzle design,
0: right there. That was the only one that I really got stuck on. It was a weird choice. I, I found it strange too. That you got stuck in it because I think Yoshida was the first person I showed that business card to. Yeah, like it's just
1: one of those random things. Like it's,
0: uh, yeah, I could see why you wouldn't do it. Yeah, it's, like
1: if you don't show it to him right away, you're gonna kind of show you're gonna you're gonna do. Like I showed business cards to what I thought was everybody. Had collected yeah. everybody's business card and then just. Didn't think to go back to the business cards for hours and hours. Yeah, until I finally get back to it. Um, but then, when you do, you realize the king has got, um, you know, he feels like he's not being allowed
2: to, uh, to actually
1: actually rule the kingdom. He's um, feel- the way he wants. He's he's feeling like the... Uh, he's getting chained. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember if he's the Prime Minister or what his actual title I, is.
0: I believe it's the Prime Minister.
1: But he's essentially a, you know, essentially a vizier-type character. Uh, yeah. He's character. Jafar. He's Jafar. Um, who is, you know, actually doing all the running of the kingdom. And so anyway, once you, once you actually do all that and have Yoshi to do that, then you can show the king's card to him at the right time which the frustrating thing about this is you can show the king his card at that time which i had done but since you hadn't read the back of it the dialogue doesn't continue like i accidentally did the thing the king asked me to do on the back of the card but he didn't act like i knew what was going on um which was frustrating um 'Cause like I'd done so much other stuff and, you know, followed everybody else around and read a bunch of the things that the king had left behind and other stuff, and so I already kinda knew that the king was frustrated by the Prime yeah, Minister yeah. and whatnot. Because so like, you
0: had been getting that flavor from other yeah, places. So I'm like,
1: okay, well let's ask him about all this stuff. I asked him about the, the Prime Minister, asked him about himself, but it didn't you'd think the story would progress there. But anyway. Um
0: No, it's uh yeah, that's a very early on roadblock, but it just goes to show you how how strange the storytelling is in this that you could explore so much more without having to overcome that roadblock to finally get through it. Mhm. Um and the world isn't huge but it's it's filled with like it's such a weird um there's the guy hanging out in the canyon who uh lets you bet on predicting what colored bird will pass him next. Yeah. Um I completely the restaurant that will only serve one customer a day.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's run by a cat and uh, an idol. Um, <laughs> like, uh, uh, you know, an upcoming idol who's not yeah. who not not made it big yet.
0: Who believes you're quite brave for ordering whatever it is you choose yeah, to Yeah,
1: whatever it is, each time she thinks you're brave for ordering it, because... Anyway. Oh, and the weird thing there is it. that... After, after you've eaten there a couple times, they'll offer you the wine before the meal, which allows you to hear where the ingredients came from so like if you order the fish you'll you'll hear something and you'll the sound cue will be somewhere else in the uh um in the world to help you track it down which is then used later on for like tracking down tadpoles and different bugs and stuff
0: very strange concept but it it's it's unique for sure uh, we haven't talked about the actual hero at all, which I always thought was I think that's the big thing, yeah. Um, I, I, full spoilers? Yeah, we're after dark, man. Full-on yeah, spoilers. Yeah,
1: full spoilers. Um, so the hero, you are falling through town. You'll occasionally come across while you're exploring. Like, he'll just happen to be in the same place. Generally, he'll kill some monsters the first time you enter a new zone which you can um, then re- which,
0: reunite their souls with and yeah that's, it's another way love. you
1: can yeah another way you can get love which those are awesome because all the monsters are the of the moon and they're claymation monsters uh that you know are just, it's just they're good. all they're very different style looking. it yeah it's so cool it's so cool but um so that's generally the way you see him. There's also another thing with the American family um, where he'll show up and attempt to kill their dog because the dog is one of the monsters from the moon that, the you know, the little
0: girl is taken in. Um, and and I don't think they're ever referred to by the people as monsters. I think they're always referred to as animals. <laughs> yeah, animals. Yeah, I think they do just call them
1: animals. But because, you know...
0: The of, the nature of it, like... Yeah, because, because the nature like, of, you know, you RPGs, also have a the dog. whole thing they yeah, that but the whole thing they're doing those. there is
1: that, you know, why are there monsters all around? It turns out there aren't monsters all around. It's they're just, just this, this adventure hero who has to kill everything to level up. So, of course, he thinks they're monsters.
0: Before we talk too much about how the hero progresses, I, I his, his obviously, it predates that by a lot. His design always pinned me as, like, he looks like someone you'd encounter in Dark Souls. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got...
1: um. You know, like heavy plate armor. He looks. um, A a lot of the design is kind of. It's very much based on the, you know, the stereotypical RPG hero that you see in Fake Moon before the thing starts. Yeah.
0: But then turned with kind of a darker tint to it.
1: Yeah. He's got like a. I think instead of a sword and shield, I think he's just got like a massive. He's got like a Buster
0: sword type situation. Yeah.
1: Um, Anyway, the, the. it's not confirmed outright, but given everything else going on um, and some of the stuff you find, uh, oddly enough, when you follow Grandma's dog around, um, some Into of the stuff the he's buried at night. There, Um you find an arrow, a white-fletched arrow, that is something that the Prime Minister has ranted about in his journal and talks about in his sleep whenever you go to visit him. And if you read up on that, the little bit that they have there, um, it turns out that that is his plot for saving the world, uh, is to perform this ritual to essentially sacrifice someone and make them into a hero to then you know, be able to defeat evil and, and save them all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not said expressly, but it's heavily implied once you kind of track down everything else going on there that he killed the grandma's son that you're impersonating yeah. here or, or killed him and then essentially revived him as the hero who's going around killing all these all the all, the, the, all, the, all, a- the, all animals. the animals um and you just none of that's told outright it's just like implied with little bits of story that you find here and there um
0: yeah, yeah. It, that, that's what I kind of like. Like, so much of the, the bigger storytelling is very loose and very subtle, mm-hmm. but it's all interesting.
1: Yeah, it's it's so interesting. We haven't even talked about a whole, ar- well, several whole areas, but um. anyway, near the end, when you're getting ready, trying to go to the moon, you go to, is it Technoc- Technopolis or Techopolis? I think I it's think Techopolis.
0: Techopolis, yeah.
1: Um, But anyway, it's a, it's a you know futuristic city that's run mostly by robots there are still a couple people that live there but it's just almost a, almost entirely robots who run the city um
2: and some of
1: the interactions with the robots there are so just like on the nose cynical of um just people working dead end jobs over like constantly working. Um you can um I can't remember if you need to do this for for completing the story or not, or if it was a side mission, but you can find the room that basically all the robots have to share. They have this whole city and almost all the rooms are empty and all the robots live in the same room.
0: I think you do have to go in there at one point to progress the whole rocket okay.
1: storyline. I couldn't remember if that was, um, I think you do at least mainline or not, but anyway, like they've got this whole city. Almost every room is empty because it's all like, we've got, it's gotta be efficient. We've got to do everything, you know, as efficiently as possible. So they have this massive city with almost no one living in it. All the robots living in the same room that all just go offline at the same time. They come in there. They, um, and you, like you can talk to each of them. They have their own dialogue. Um, like, one of them tells you about how he has no hobbies. Um, and, like, another one's talking about how he, he couldn't possibly be overworked. Like, like they all have these it's just, just really cynical things to say, just, you know, <laughs> essentially mocking the overworked culture in Japan yeah. at the time, sadly still today, this many yeah, years say, later. It
0: has not changed in 23 years but yeah, but they're
1: are. yeah, like all these robots are essentially, you know, they, like uh it, it's a deconstruction of RPGs, but they there's there's commentary on so much on outside of that life as well, social stuff like that, culture, and yeah, um, the ending has more commentary, kind of just on games in general, um. Yeah, it's it's just it's fascinating how something like this came out that long ago. It, it almost seems like it's too early how for how
0: fresh it still feels. Yeah, in like it, it feels like the stuff
1: they're talking about was barely even codified by the time they were deconstructing it. Like it's it's amazing that yeah. they were it feels very noticing these time. things like as soon as they were happening, like things that have continued to go on. Way longer than that, that people are still making fun of now. Um,
0: like if you had told me this is a game someone built on old tech this year, I would believe it.
1: Yeah, yeah. It
0: it, it holds up very well. Oh, I just it, and like you say, it holds up. Obviously, as a U.S. audience, our first time experiencing it. Looking back, I sort of understand why they were hesitant to put this in an American market in 1997. Mm-hmm. But uh, I I think it's it, it's an amazing game
1: it really is it really is like the the few minor problems with all adventure game type gating puzzles aside like everything else the storytelling the just the charm the the music is excellent in it cuz it's got a, a system of you're finding CDs, CDs throughout the world yeah. and you make your own soundtrack to go with most of the yeah. game because most of it is sitting around following someone seeing their schedule so you could be wherever yeah um, there's a
0: few spots where they they for certain tracks like they're they're going for something but for the most part you could put on whatever you want
1: mm-hmm. Well, you follow people around which i thought was really cool it just it's so far ahead of its time in almost everything it's doing that it was fascinating going back and playing it now
0: yeah and it is like i mentioned undertale at the top of this like it feels like one of those type of things, and you you go on and like not to discredit Undertale, but you like see where it's like oh, I see where ideas for games like this came from now. Like like looking at this mm-hmm. this sort of thing, we never got here.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, goodness, just so many memorable characters. They're just like people use. Just... I'll just I'll sit and think about like. Somebody from this world because they're all just they stand out so much. Yeah,
0: the 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 guy on the the island who uh, wants you to match tones on like the, these monkey bands. Yeah, uh, so many weird things. It's
1: yeah, like you've got to play in a bell choir with a bunch of monkeys, essentially.
0: Yeah, there's like uh, a handbell choir. There's one point where you get scolded outside a bar at night for spying on a woman in her room. Oh yeah, that's
1: yeah another. You get scolded for various things because there are a group of self-styled superheroes that go around writing wrongs and this is a 97 and they're basically kind of pc woke scolds is what they are that's what they are like there's 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 like a and it's weird because the game is really forward thinking it's not punching down ever but also he's making fun of people who take it upon themselves to correct everyone else yeah in that way like it's I, it was fascinating. Like, yeah, like you get scolded there if you go into, um, like the bartender's daughter runs a flower shop, and like if you go upstairs at night when the bar is open, she's sleeping up there. Um, which like I just did not even thinking about, it. like, like oh, I wonder what's up here, and then I walk downstairs, and you know she's immediately like, how the what what is wrong you with little you, Why pervert? You? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, pervert. Um, it's just it's really, so many of these characters are just endlessly memorable um
0: yeah it's it's yeah, really it, good it's something that I, I like I, it's worth being experienced even like it was I knew I wanted to talk about this game but it's such a weird thing to do in the context of spoilers because the story's mm-hmm. so all over the place so I, I have thought this would be the best way to do it
1: yeah um, it's weird because like nothing's a spoiler and everything's a spoiler spoiler Cause, yeah yeah like because the main story like well,
0: There's yeah, not much. you kind of knew it. that
1: you you kind of know what it's more about, ish it's going to be at the beginning, but
0: it's more about the deconstruction, like you're saying, of the sort of people you meet in an RPG world, like mm-hmm. and a focus on what would their lives be like, and exploring yeah. that. Um, before we get out of here, Josh, is there, uh, do you think I'm missing anything important? Is there anything anyone else we should touch upon?
3: Mm.
1: I mean, I think we hit most of it. I think we hit all the big stuff. There's, you know, still a bunch of other characters
0: yeah, to get yeah, to and whatnot. But would, we could sit here all night, uh, but yeah, I don't think we need that. to get
1: into all of them. Um,
0: but it's uh, just, just yeah. great, just great. Other, otherwise, I think, um, I think we both definitely recommend this game. Uh, yeah. I want to say twenty dollars on the Switch. Um, mm-hmm. There's a PlayStation Four version in Japan, uh, but not here, sadly. But not Switch here. is a great place for it. I feel like it's a good.
1: I feel like the switch is a good enough platform for it. It's not perfect, perfect for picking up in like really quick sessions, but it's close enough because the whole idea of you only have so much time uh, to do stuff. There are a few situations where it's not ideal for the switch, especially, especially ones where
0: the save system is like very reliant on. It only you it only saves whenever
1: you go back to your bed to go to sleep, um, which is not ideal for the switch, um, and some of the times you'll figure out someone's schedule and then have to go sit and wait for them, which if you're trying to do something quickly, just on the run on the switch, not ideal. Um, yeah. Like if you're out and about, it's still, it's a it game works. about waiting. Yeah, it is. It, like I've mentioned how much I've seen about waiting this year. And this is, this is another one that's kind of on that, um, that vein time yeah. is just important. And I, we didn't really get there. I wanted to kind of talk about the end. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. We can, we can definitely yeah. talk about that. a little bit. Um, How about how that was kind of deconstructing stuff? Cause it is, it's, it's about time. The game is about like, it, it, like it, it talks about how love is such a big deal and yes, like it, it's empathy is really important. It's kind of, it's pushing that, but the other big thing it's talking about, but never mentions directly just because it's, it's in the mechanics. It's, it's about how you play the game is about how important time is. Like, all these people have their own thing going on. They've got stuff to do. They're not waiting around for you.
0: The world is bigger than just this one conflict, and it's bigger than you, which is something JRPGs often yeah. don't get right. Yeah. Like, th- that idea of the shopkeeper's always there, just waiting for you to come sell things. Like, and this world doesn't behave like that.
1: Yes, exactly. And And at the end of the game... Uh the hero saves the day and uh manages to kill everyone on the moon, including all these animals that you just brought their souls back, brought them back to the moon, manages to kill them all and kill the goddess on the moon, because it turns out there wasn't a dragon there, it was just the goddess who was there they live on the moon. Of course, yeah. that's why the goddess is there. Um and right as this is all happening you escape back to the real world um, after having been told by the goddess that it's your job to open the door. Like that's, that's the only thing you're supposed to be doing there. Like you, you're, you you can not stop the hero. You just got to open the door, um, which you think is this door actually in moon in the game that you're supposed to have the key for, but you don't, you can't don't, actually yeah. get there. You can't stop the hero from, from killing everyone. At which point it spits you back out to the real world, to your room, um, and you have the option to turn the game back on and, and try to save everyone, or to just leave your room, because your mom's calling you for dinner. And
2: I
0: heard we're having spaghetti.
1: Yeah. Um. And the endings there, oddly enough, one of the endings was, is the poltergeist reference there, because if you start the game back up, you just get poltergeisted into the game and the camera lingers on the room with just the static on the TV. Um, as you go back into this world that you might there be able to save, you might not,
0: or it might be doomed. And now you're stuck there.
1: Yeah. Um, point being, it probably wasn't even your job in the first place to be, th- so you should have just
0: gone and had dinner.
1: Yeah. Um, and the other option being oddly enough to open the door, it's just out out go out of your room. Go yeah. Go live your life. Go actually like that's everyone in this world is doing that. Go live your so, life. Yeah. why to open you open the door yeah. and and go have dinner. Um and that ending for a game at you know, at this point in uh, gaming was so like,
0: solid. So far over an American audience's head in nineteen ninety seven. It was amazing. It was like I
1: I've talked over and over again about how game endings are just notoriously weak, and this is this endings ending makes. I mean, the game was already amazing, but it makes the game like it makes the whole package work as an experience. Like because it makes it's you it's think. Got in a way, games often don't. Hmm. Yeah. It's it. It is so so good. Um. Just yeah.
0: Just loved this
2: game. Um,
0: Agreed. Um. Yeah, I guess I, I think we both love it. Definitely a recommend for both of us on there. That is uh, Moon Remix, a, an RPG adventure. And on that note, I guess it's time we get the hell out of here. Yeah. So this has been another wonderful chomping after dark. Uh, we know you guys love these 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 du- these just Josh and I talking about games no one else took the time to play. <laughs> um, so we'll we'll see you for the next one, Josh. Thanks for hanging out. Yeah. Bye, guys.